0: I was doing this every like literally every court hearing this week has been the same. It's been problems. Let's see if people can hear me and see what happens. It's yeah, just see what happens. Take myself off there.
1: No, no, no. Add me. Right there.
0: Test t- testing and testing.
1: Boop,
0: boop, boop, boop. I don't know if anyone can hear me because now. This is going to be interesting. See if the music comes the sound comes out there. Uh, I'm just gonna go live on there so it, can, it doesn't tell me off there. And let's get John on. let's get Jana on there quickly and then Jana can talk.
2: Can Hello? you talk, John? Oh
0: I can hear you. Yeah. That's it, I can hear you now. <laughs> okay, oh, <well>, awesome. <laughs> I was I was panicking. I was panicking. I was don't, panicking Steve. Oh well,
1: okay,
0: good. <laughs> So it's I think I know what's going on with everything else. We've got Dan joining us in a bit, right? Dan, Dan, as apparently he sent me a message a minute ago. So Dan vehemently disagrees with Elliot, right? And I had a whole plan of things um, that I was going to go through tonight, my boring usual shit um, that makes me laugh. Um, but then he, he put that video, This Elliot put this um, video in. Let's just get Elliot in here one second. So we're talking about him he's not even there. There he is. We, we put, he, he, this is Elliot. I, I watched his video earlier. And it
2: literally.
0: Hi, I, Elia. I literally Hi, watched it and I thought I thought to myself I was gonna be disagreeing with it. I thought, oh it, 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 let's let's see. Because I always had to challenge myself to do this sort of stuff and take myself out of my comfort zone. But then I found myself agreeing with a lot of it, in fact a hell of a lot of it. Um and I think um Let me that, see. Have you have you watched it? Have you watched the video? Yeah? No. Um no, but I think Dan disagrees with it. There's Dan who don't. He disagrees with it. A few people. He sent me a message. He's like, he's coming on in in a bit as well. But uh, Elliot, do you, want to, you 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 articulated it so well earlier in your video? Can you give us a symosis, a, a like a little summary of what you um what you did the video basically, your your viewpoints on everything?
1: Sure. So, so um, then,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So so the address was really to people that felt they had a raw deal uh, with the family court system. Um, uh, as as did I. And it's my belief that we approach the family court system with the wrong understanding of what it's designed for and what it's designed to do. Um, What we do is we conflate family court with criminal justice. Um, And they're two very different arenas. Um, When you approach the family court system, as we do with the criminal justice system, we expect that when something, is, something wrong is done, we expect justice to take place, that there'll be some sort of correction. Um, the problem is that because the family court system is on a um, balance of probabilities as opposed to um, beyond reasonable doubt, the measurement yeah. with which uh, they can make judgments is much lower than it would be in the criminal justice system. And there's a reason for that, and it's because th- they're, they're mitigating circumstances between two people they're not correcting circumstances between two people so the powers they're given um is very different to the criminal justice system in that sense um, so there's a lot of a lot to unpack but that's the basis
0: that's about so what what so i i found myself agreeing with a lot of it and i even found myself like taking notes because i was like i literally i don't think people people who are angry and they've got the right to be angry when they've been and i think people miss they just don't want to hear that bit. And I think yeah. no one's saying you can't be angry if you're getting lied about or you, whatever the situation might be, but your head needs to be, when you're going into this, your head needs to be wh- where you were, basically what you were saying there earlier. And I think mm-hmm. I, I just sort of disagree with some bits in terms of I would always go in as if it is criminal. Like, like with, with, with your, I uh, sort of related to when you were saying we go in with um, all this evidence and all that sort of stuff and expect them to have it all there and then. I think there's hearings, there's set hearings for said evidence. And I think when I put packs in, I will always put packs in, building up to a to, to the end place, if that makes sense. So I know we're going to go contested hearing. So I'll be writing statements from the beginning, ready for getting to this and getting evidence in, because it's sometimes 18 months before you get there, whatever, and things go on in between, and you're always reporting on that. Um my biggest thing with myself personally, with the family law um system and the way you put it is basically you've got to go in there and it's child is a child court yeah, it's just put in the mind so they don't care the, the judges do not care about dad or mum they're not emotionally connected to anyone but they give their all of the onus is on the children so we people going in there and saying about oh i want to see my child and blah, blah, blah. We, they've already gone about that in the wrong way because it's talking about it's talking about what they want and they would and you would need to be going and talking about what the child wants and what it's beneficial for the child now i've made personally not out, out of my own choice i said yeah out of my own choice sacrifices to make sure my daughter is not around conflict because i can't i can't do anything about that i can't change my ex-wife's attitude towards me so i've i've made a conscious decision with my daughter to say that you know things are difficult so i will keep a, a step back i shouldn't have to do that i shouldn't have to do that at all and the lives of an age where she's Fourteen, so she's going to do what she wants anyway. She's pretty much, you know, she has to mature quicker. Would so you mind that, if
1: I um, if I just cut on. in on a on a point here? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's just something that, that that comes to mind, and I see it time and time again. Um, is the aspect that's overlooked um, in the court system um, is, and this is where I say it isn't a broken system; it just hasn't evolved to include yeah. and incorporate parental alienation. That's really the distinction that I would make. Um, but what seems to be the case is um, that when professionals look at two parents, you know, you've got to think that their workload is massive, you know, and when it comes to things like legal aid and things like that, it's so small, a lot of the, the lawyers and barristers we think are rich and minty, but it's, it's just not the case. Um, and what happens is because they're getting paid so little, they want to get one case in, one case out, one case in, one case out. And they get into this routine of seeing a certain type of person certain number of times and chalk everything up to, well, it's just two warring parents. Um, I had one uh, one hearing where um, a professional who was uh, ordered to um, explore the uh, nature of parental alienation or alienating behaviours, as it's now termed yeah. um, within this particular case and um and he said well i don't like to use that term i like to use the term com- uh, conflicting parents or, or conflict with the parents the trouble is is that doesn't um factor in the fact that actually when parents disagree it only really needs one party to disagree for conflict to take place yeah yeah nailed it the problem yeah is that domestic abuse by nature is Is categorized by an imbalance of power and it's this imbalance of power that also categorizes parental alienation and so if you withdraw the imbalance of power factor then of course you're going to come up with two warring parents but if there is an imbalance of power if there is you cannot overlook it and you must make it a contributing factor
0: now i'm only ever going to talk about my own personal Stuff because it's only right that I do not generalize. Can I? Can yeah. yeah, because
2: the because you were so kind to explain um what the video was about that some people yeah. apparently don't agree or or feel triggered or angry. Um, first of rightly all, so. anger. What?
1: Uh, I'll say right, rightly so. I mean, you know, to yes. hear that the family court system works um, is intensive when you've been when you've got had a raw deal
2: yes i mean i'm i'm not a legal expert but because of the work that i do of course most of my clients have to go through the family court system or have gone through it already and then i'm there later to help them with the healing and the putting the pieces of the puzzle together again or reconnecting with that child after they actually do a second run third run get custody and then they need to rebuild that bond taking into account that child has been through abnormal experiences and circumstances. But um, I guess I, I it's fair to say that I see and hear more about the, the whole thing than the average person. And interestingly enough, I hear the experiences of fathers and mothers from all around the globe, not only the UK or the US or Canada. And it happens absolutely everywhere that parents start to wake up to the fact that the family court system will not really do oftentimes what they expect them to do, that it doesn't work the way they thought it worked before they even got into it. And sometimes it's even a bit too late to change some stuff because they make terrible mistakes because they think it works differently. So. The only thing they can do then, and that's where I see luckily some successes that are very um, inspirational, is when fathers actually stop employing lawyers, start doing their research and start to understand that it's a game that needs to be played a certain way if you wanna use it to your child's advantage and to your advantage. And it sounds very ugly, but that's what you need to understand. In America, there is no perjury in family court. She or he can lie, often without proof needed, you know, and the judge will say, well, I don't know with these allegations, you know, oh, then let's do this. And they say, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, but why is she not punished for lying? It isn't the issue here. This is not criminal justice. Like you said, this is not a, you know, a criminal case. So they often don't care about stuff as much as we would like to. And also in many countries, the child support is a big business, so, they really often don't encourage people to have something that is shared and very fair and maybe not even child support needed. They want the system to start working, you know, to keep working in a certain way, which sounds even worse. But in the U.S., that's a big thing. And I see it all the time. So it is ugly and it makes people angry. But being angry, people, if somebody's here hearing me, will not solve anything so the sooner you assume and you understand that you will need to learn from somebody like jason for example how do i play the game how do i use what i have the best way possible to help my kid you will probably not win and be disappointed i'll
0: just say i don't think it's playing a game i just think it's um,
2: well it is only, in a certain yeah, way you need to ch- know
0: yeah, you've, got, you've got to be you've got to cheat I went to family courts with a really really bad attitude when I first went through everything yeah I went through mm. there with Fathers for justice I was in there angry I was causing protests in court I was doing all sorts of crazy stuff that was not helping my case at all and, yeah. and the judge said to me like i have to carry on I'm not going to see my daughter at all because as far as I'm, I'm not being a responsible parent it's then you have to take a look at yourself and you think and I'm speaking to people all the time they can't see every single abuse, every single, like we were saying, I was going to do it earlier, like a domestic abuse. No Men do not know what constitutes as abuse, domestic abuse or whatever against a woman. Every single relationship has a level of domestic abuse inside it. And it's, and it's recognized by the professionals. What we don't, what, what people don't want to do is they don't want to go into court and they're scared of going into court and saying, I've, I, I fucked up there. I, I just, you know, I reacted to this or whatever. There's always going to be a story behind it. Not everybody is a bad person. Yeah, you do get bad people and you do get bad mums and you get bad dads. Sometimes, in yeah. fact, that a lot of the times, it's to do with the. the well, I say it all the time the, the relation takes two to get into a relationship, two to have a baby, two to break up. Yeah, lack of communication, something's happened along the way and they've stopped communicating. That's the end of the relationship. What, you, what you've got is people not owning that, not taking it, not saying, I can see her viewpoint. One thing I say to everyone now is you've got to seek to understand their point of view before you can get them to understand your point of view. Yeah, and that works really well, but it's it's difficult for people because you've it's why would why would someone go into court when you've lost everything? You've got nothing, yeah, and you still having to be you still having to be nice and take that moral high ground. And that takes a long it takes a lot to get people to take that moral high ground and keep their mouth shut and not throw throw dirt when they want to throw dirt and that sort of stuff.
2: But because that requires, and what
0: what people getting people people are getting their backs up with that is they can't they can't see. How are you going to, how that's fair? Because they've already made this sacrifice. They've lost this and lost that. And you're telling me to go to court and be appreciative. And I started saying this last week. You've got to you've got to appreciate the fact you're in court. I think it makes you a bigger and better person. I'm grateful that I've gone through what I've gone through because it's made me stronger. It's made me like I, I can cope with anything now. Do you know what I mean? Nothing can hurt me the way my ex-wife did. And I can get through anything now because of it. Because, because of family court. Because I've had to reflect on myself. And I've had to reflect on the system. And you can't change it. You've got to work with it. And I think that's what Elliot's yes.
1: pretty much saying exactly I think there's one um, there's one key factor as well that i've noticed when it comes to um, approaching domestic abuse and and uh, um, you know wanting to seek justice um, you know escalating it beyond the family court into the criminal arena and wanting justice for you know the the damage that's done to to our families and rightly so what you know and the difficulty that we that we face is we don't seem to understand the threshold of what constitutes beyond reasonable doubt it's so high but people don't have a it's not an exact measurement where where someone can just get up a sheet of paper have a few bullet points and say well this you know applies to this one this applies to this one and have an exact science of what it qualifies as and the trouble is is When you've lived that experience, and I I would speak to everyone on this aspect that's been through it, is when you have your lived experience of it, you know the damage that's done, and you know the root cause, the source of what's caused that damage. The beyond reasonable doubt factor has already been qualified in your own experience. The trouble is, you've got to qualify that in someone else's experience who's not lived that. And this is where the frustration is, this is the, the, the arena where you know, you're, you're battling against not only um, trying to articulate in a, in, a, in a well-crafted manner, your argument to qualify the, um, the, the level of burden of proof, but you're also battling with frustration and inner turmoil that that person hasn't attained that sense of awareness of the, of the situation as you have already. So you've got to backtrack um, what you find is when you speak to a professional for the first time, you're explaining it and it takes so much energy and emotion and emotional capacity to do that. And then you're faced with a new professional and you've got to start again. So often people are going through this over and over and over and the, the, the psychological damage that does to, to one's own person going through that process time and time again is incredibly painful. And it you know, so it, it's no doubt that, that people find you know, any notion that they might not have had the right approach to it early on uh, as difficult to, to comprehend because, you know, people should have the awareness and should have this knowledge handed to them. It's just it's not. It's not. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm personally of the belief that law is something that should be ingrained in the public education system as important, yeah. if not more so, than maths and English. Um, but it's not.
2: No. And, and actually, that's something that, um, um, how do you say it in English, it kind of um, combines very well with what I have to do with many people. They, they are still at the stage sometimes where they're thinking, do I go to court with this? Do I not? And the first thing I tell them also is first you're going to have to pick your battles, like what is really worth it for you and what not? and also look at your mental and emotional state are you going to be able to handle it so we literally do then a lot of work that is about controlling your thoughts controlling the words you use knowing what it does to you how it resonates with the rest Mm -hmm. aligning what your core belief is what your desire is what you actually want to accomplish with you know that everything is aligned that they can be consistent with what they really want to do and that all of that system, like all the people they will have to talk to, that it doesn't break them or get them in such an emotional frenzy before they get out on the other side and say, oh my God, I don't know if I'll be able to do this. I'm so anxious. I'm having panic attacks before I go to sleep, you know. So actually law should be taught in school, but also how your brain actually works. How, what words and negative self-talk does to you how to sometimes recognize if you can trust a, a spontaneous feeling or if you should rethink it and see if it's only a protection mechanism or whatever. So people oftentimes have no control over themselves anymore and they should never go to court, in my opinion, if they can't control you know, their actions or, or reflect before they say something or be very assertive nice. if they're demanding something. Um, mm-hmm. Because otherwise, you know then they say, "Oh my God, I had it quite easy," and then I started rolling my eyes in court because I couldn't stand that lawyer, and then I was the bad one, so mm-hmm. I sometimes even have to tell them like, "No, don't sigh, don't roll your eyes, don't do all these things you't you have to have self-control and awareness about how you will and what you do will come across on the other side, I, and whoever is watching
0: I think what you're saying I think is is All about what you're saying here is all about how the grown-up feels, yeah, Mm. and and the grown-up getting through all this stuff. So imagine if the grown-up's feeling that way. Imagine if the the grown-up's feeling that way, right? Imagine what's going on with the kid, yeah. And 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 that to me, that to me, there when you think about, and this is what where people you're not going to get there when you're going through it at the beginning because you're hurting, you you break up, you're going through change, the emotional change curve, yeah. That's that's you're going to go all over the place with that, but you've got to get to acceptance sooner. I regret, mm. I regret, personally, not getting to acceptance, getting to my space now, um, for the last, know, how many years, whatever, and then sooner, because I've, I've wasted too many years being angry for myself, uh, be angry, not yeah. achieving anything my, myself and put my own life on hold, but knowing that, that impact that I've had on my daughter, not, not just me personally, I own, I, have, I will take full ownership for that, because mm. my wife, ex-wife won't, so I have to. So, but I, when you, I will still, I said this. I started thinking this a few weeks ago. I don't if know, I, I, would,
1: I'm not sure that's, I I, I, I I hear you wanting to be apologetic to the situation and obviously, you know, a, as a man taking responsibility for your family and, and rightly so, and all power to you, but don't hold her accountability on your shoulders. Well,
2: no, uh, that's her thing.
1: That's, I, I have to own,
0: I have to own the relationship. I, if she's not going to, if she's not going to. So I I've it. got to, yeah. I mean, whether I take all of it, or, I mean, I take enough, and the, the what I've got hurts enough. Yeah, if, when I look back on it, and the, the knowing that I've caused my daughter hurt unintentionally because I was hurting myself and I was selfish myself, that 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 hurts in my heart. And when I can see that on other kids, when I'm dealing with other kids, but we need that's what, that's what I'm saying. We need to get. I would I would look after my ex-wife if I I, I thought about this only for like recent months. This is a recent month thought. Yeah, I I would protect my ex-wife to make sure my daughter. Is happy because she's, regardless if she's been brainwashed or whatever the case might be, with you know she, she's we've got a sort got a really close relationship with my daughter, everything's all cool. But it could be it could be better, yeah, it could be better. Now, now I would still go out and I, if if, if my ex-wife was getting beaten up or hurt, I and my daughter was asked, well, I wouldn't even, I, I'd have to protect my ex-wife still because that that's protecting my daughter's best interest because my daughter loves my ex-wife, and that's where I'm at in my headspace now in terms of making where I'm at in terms of acceptance and in terms of where I am in the world and everything and that's why I try and get people going into court to go, try not get there. You're not going to get there so soon. It took me 10 years. It took me 10, it's literally eight years to be what I thought was happy, but then 10 years to think that thought. Yeah. Of, I spent years blaming, I spent, I spent years blaming my ex-wife years and for the relationship breakdown, but it's both of us. And that's when you can go into court and you can say, take this thing out of the, and it's very difficult. You can't, I've never not managed it yet with anyone. Um, you can't, you know, if, you, if you've got pet, di- the different, there's different levels of conflict. There's different levels of conflict, is what you've got to say, yeah? There's different levels because some people are not going to just not, it's never going to get there. But th- let's not forget this either. The, the, the government don't want it to be that easy. The government want people to have segregation. They want people to be against each other. That's why Matt O'Connor is going around keeping everyone angry. That's why you got the, the, the female ones be, being the female side. They want people being angry. They're stoking them. They want them to go in court angry. They want them to. Mess things up. There's money in. There is money in foster care. You get. I've seen. I've seen kids go out of private proceedings in the public proceedings and going into foster care. That's that's big money for the council. Yeah. So, but then again, but I still believe, I still believe that there's a certain level of corruption in in the public side, but there's as as much of it as there is in the private side. But again, it, and I know for a fact, it's not what you know, it's who you know, because I've had clients, I've got clients who knew what they were going to get when they had criminal scenes going on because they've known the magistrate so it's it's it is always what you know so I do how do we get how do we get here's one for you how do we get everyone else what can you do I I mean I'm saying about the kids all the time I I tell people about Lila and and what what she had to go through and whatnot how do you get people to come to your way of thinking and how you visualize the court system I do it I I try and do it because of the hurt that is causing the children you've done it in a in a different way how how would you try and Turn anyone who's watching this now.
1: Um, I don't think I can. I mean, I, I when I put that video out, um, it was a a state of personal vulnerability, um, and it was difficult to put out because you wonder how it's going to be received and where it's going to end up, and you know, particularly. You know, you think about your kids and your family and, you know, if, if that, you know, if that sort of a thing was to go on, on a wider spectrum and, and, you know, end up on TV or something, you know, you have to think of these things when you put things on the internet. So it was, it was difficult uh, to put out, but it was right. I, I knew it was right to do. Um, and so that, that, that really was, was the drive. It wasn't to win people over. It was no, yeah. to, It was to do what I knew to be right. Um, I know so, things like, but, but what you do
0: just what things, but what you're speaking is actually really, really, really good and powerful because it is, in my view, it's the right thing. You're, you're speaking the truth, you're speaking the right way of going about family courts. No, one, you're not saying, and people who are angry are saying that they shouldn't be angry and it's, the courts are wrong and they're biased against this and whatever. And I say to people, I say to people, one the other week, you're going to keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. You're going to keep kicking off in court, you're going to keep exactly. getting the same results. Yeah, you're going to keep, if, if you change your stance, because I was kicking off in court. My, I, Longest non-monestation thing ever, ever, because I was kicking off in court all the time. I changed my approach, to people with respect. You get a different thing back. It took me multiple court cases, my ex-wife going back to court multiple times to, for the court to actually turn around and start taking me seriously. And seeing that I, I was a genuine genuinely wasn't losing files of justice, genuinely I'm saying these things because I'm meaning them. Um, and now they can all see, obviously, that what the situation is. But it works. What, what Elliot's saying is right, it works. But how we can't, to, to make people switch off, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it at all. When I'm, I, think, I look back in hindsight, and I think to myself, oh, I say to him, "I was a dick. I was an idiot. I was a fool." Uh, yeah, I, I did things totally the wrong way because I was led by my, I was led by my emotion, and that's why I started learning about myself and dirty my, in my brain and stuff, sort of. Do you know I mean the the chimp, the chimp paradox and that sort of
2: stuff? Yeah, but, but that's actually the thing, Jason. The family court system often they, what the process often wants to do is to get an emotional response from the dad. So that's why it's so important for them to be in control of their emotions because a woman comes across very differently to the system if she's emotional and she cries or she becomes angry. You know, With fathers, it's a different game. It's a different perception they have. So I have seen that for so many dads, it really changes like you say, when they start seeing it in a different way, and it sometimes really boils down to knowing their priorities and what they have to do to be more in that direction. I mean, I have this father from the UK, actually, whom I helped with a little bit of training so he could get his priorities straight, his focus. Um, We went over his notes and messages he was sending to his daughter because his daughter was also, to some degree, alienated, manipulated in 14, 15 and so that went better i had told him don't say certain things it's gonna backfire don't say that it's too much information and then he actually succeeded and he told me later he said i'm gonna write a little testimonial for you because i'm so happy i said okay thank you so much you know and then he said that besides helping him in the end be able to do the right thing and the right strategy reunite with his daughter that i helped him understand that he needed to focus on his daughter, not on showing how bad the mom is, or always saying, oh, but she did, you see, she did. And I said, that's not your priority here. Your priority is your child, not becoming overly emotional and moving your hands like this because she's such a bad person, you know, and that's another bit she sh- thing she did. I said, you know, don't care, just focus on your kid being in a better situation than she is now. And he did, and he said that that was actually, to me that sounds very simple, but for this gentleman, it actually was a big, big, big game changer because it changed the way he approached his whole life, basically, to shift his focus, have a better, different priority. So he stopped wasting time, he stopped the noise. Yeah. And now he's seeing his daughter, you know, every now and then she can fly over and all that stuff. But, um. It took him really that to understand he was putting his energy in the wrong direction most of the time.
0: I think well, that's what we do, we subconsciously huh? don't even realise, I've been speaking to people this evening, and we don't realise when we're talking, we're actually, like Lila said, I thought I was happy in myself long before, and then Lila said to me, like, 2020, she said, was down the street. she said, oh, you're not angry anymore, Daddy, and I thought I was not angry anymore a few years before that, but then you don't know how you're being perceived. Now, I, oh, I kids,
2: kids have a very special antenna up oh, here, yeah, they know. They <laughs> yeah, I, know.
0: But I think because sometimes I'm, I'm loud. Yeah, I'm loud. So when I'm talking, I get, I'm out there. When I, and I learned back when I was in retail wherever when I'm managing people, I was talking to people and they were getting upset because they thought I was shouting at them, but I wasn't. I was being passionate. So I had to learn how to, and I was doing the same thing in court as well. But then not even I was how you're it, is think... that what you're saying, the words you're using, because you can say exactly the same thing. But we've less. You less in Spain.
2: Spain, you. Huh? Yeah, I was raised in Spain, so Jason, hable, there you would español. be totally normal. Sí, claro, muy bien. Sí, estoy
1: aprendiendo, pero es malito.
2: Ah, no, pero está bien. Sí. Está bien. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, before I became a coach in this niche, in back in Germany, the years I lived in, I lived in Germany, I used to coach um, like intercultural stuff with Spain, and I taught people Spanish online and offline for a long, long time. But um, but yeah, if you would be in Spain, Jason, that would be totally normal. You wouldn't be an anomaly because if a German person comes to Spain, he thinks everybody's arguing like well, oh is, is he angry and it's like, like no they're just having a conversation but I'm they
0: Maltese, talk in a different realize. manner the, the Maltese I'm, I've got Maltese heritage yeah which makes me which I didn't realize oh, so wow, that's got, that yeah. must make me like hot-headed so one of my regional managers said to me my, I'm like passionate and this and that because I'm Maltese oh, okay there
1: you go well yeah
0: but Elliot, how did you figure well, this out? Elliot, how, when, when, did you, Elliot, when did you come, did you? When, when did you, when you went into court, Elliot, your first initiative, did you go in with this attitude or was it something you picked up along the way?
1: Yeah, I've, I've got a law background, so. You've got um, a law
0: background, so you I, knew what you are doing.
1: Yeah, in, in as much as I, you know, I understood, um, you know, the, the, the uh, negotiations that take place. Um, based on the criminal justice system. What I didn't understand when I first went into it was the family court system, so I still went in with something of an expectation. Um, it's just the difference was that um, I, I was well-equipped uh, with an articulated uh, case that I'd put forward. Cool. No,
0: that's good. That's it.
2: Go Elliot, sorry, sorry, Jason. You wanted to say something before. And I think you didn't have the chance because then Jason was yeah. talking. What did you want to say?
1: So um, I've, I've, there was a couple of things that, because um, I'm sort of making notes as we're going along. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for me, I find it quite helpful um, to respond to things. But um, there's something that, that I've noticed come up a couple of times. And uh, there's one uh, moment, Jason, that you mentioned. Um, uh, there, there was some blame that you attributed to the government um, with this. Uh, and Jana, there was a moment where, you mentioned um, that the courts want this reaction from the dads. Um, and it, it, essentially, it, it seems to be coming from the same spirit of, you know, we're almost demonising, um, you know, these other parties or these other things. And I just wonder how different our approach may be if we're able to do away with the demonising and actually see e- even these individuals as humans, just like us, that are, you know, perhaps right. experiencing right. a bad
0: you're right. You bang on because uh, um, I was treating Caucas really, really bad at the beginning. I was treating all the professionals really, really bad at the beginning of my personal, of my own personal case. And I thought I'm going to change the world. My case is going to change everything, but it didn't, and it just got me nowhere. But ultimately, you treat them with respect, and you treat them with human beings, and you go into these conversations as human beings, and you, treat them, you get to get out different outcomes. And that's that's what I tell people to do. Whether they whether they go in there, whether they go in there or not, with the attitude of She's a normal human being, but they treat them with respect and they have a different approach versus what, you know, what
1: we're mean, talking about. So to, to use Jana's um, point as an example, um, I, I, I'm not saying that there isn't some legitimacy to the concern that's expressed. And I think there absolutely is um, in terms of the experience when we go into court and the fathers get these reactions and, and we see where the courts respond to that in a particular way time and time again and we would be led to believe to think well they surely want that reaction but i wonder how much of it um might be more of a self-fulfilling prophecy on the part of the courts where they see these cases time and time again and they're expecting these reactions and so they're almost gearing up for it and you know how you see how that can become a self-fulfilling prophecy how they're expecting it so much and so the you know, it, it, it would be incumbent of the person they're expecting that of to then begin to fulfill that role.
2: Can I can I give you an example with that? Mm. Because I I agree that oftentimes there is the self-fulfilling prophecy. That's why, for example, I and I guess Jason, too, when we are dealing with somebody who's already so scared and panicking before they go in and they expect to be eaten off by the other lawyer and not be believed. And of course. You have to tell them like, no, 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 it's not necessarily like that, you know. You be well prepared, you know what you're gonna do, and these people are not necessarily all against you, they just do their mm-hmm. job and you need to know how mm-hmm. that works. So that is very true. But let me give you just an example. Um, I had this dad from Washington State around the Seattle area in, in the US. Um he actually is uh in a steady relationship with a lady. They have three amazing kids, but he has an elder daughter from a previous relationship from when he was younger. And he is like the biggest super dad you can imagine. He's well-trained. He dropped a lot of excess weight by doing the same hike every day. You know, he does a lot of stuff with his kids. Hyper-responsible. His wife is actually more the one who works from home and stuff. He's often the stay-at-home dad who coordinates everything. I mean, amazing guy. And guess what? He's been to court several times because for years, he was the primary, like the primarily, he was the the caretaker of his elder daughter till she was quite old. And the mother was actually there just sometimes or some vacation because he was like the more stable one. And he was more of a daddy than she was the mommy type. And it was like fine for everybody until he said he needed her to pay at least a little bit of child support because he was caring about everything. And then is when she started to become unpleasant to say, oh, no, actually, I want to have my daughter now. So she went to court. Uh, The lawyer was very aggressive. And then they said, oh, there is too much conflict. So now we're going to give the mother all power of decision. And actually, he was the only one who had the experience at all. So then he, well, he couldn't do anything. Now he was the one having vacations, visitations. And she was the one having the daughter most of the time. And actually when he had to go back to file a, filing a contempt motion because she was not bringing the kid to the visitation, although it was court ordered, but she just didn't follow it as, as it's so typical, you know. So he went and you could then see her lawyer actually making fun of him for not being a working dad or not having a, some kind of a job, Um, then, you know, things to actually provoke him to get some kind of reaction. And the judge was like a very feminist lady who was then, what, Mr. So-and-so? So you don't even work. And so they like the feminist thing and the, oh, but both parties can have a career or have kids and the man should be involved and the woman should also work. Yeah. But then they have a family where they're actually modeling that kind of, flexible, uh, you know, where both can also do different, but they never respect him because he doesn't have the job to make the most money in the house. So that's just one example where you could, because some, some of these hearings are actually uh, public, so you can see them. You, his wife could lock herself in and see what was happening in the room. And she says the way they actually mocked him repeatedly and that's what I mean when I say you will find lawyers, you will find some judges mm-hmm. who don't care about starting to be, you know, a bit disrespectful here and there. Like, oh, you know, and what do I think? It's sometimes in my head, do they think he just needs to take it, or I don't know if they always do that to women, you
0: know? I, I, I think to, on what you're saying there, I can see, and again, I can give you an example. We're, we're always going to have examples. We always, I, I, yeah. you
2: know. now, I don't say it happens I think- to everybody, but oftentimes i see that undertone of oh now the guy is getting emotional oh now he's getting loud you know what, so, what do you
0: expect yeah i, I think with I women think... it's
2: not the same they cry in court and start ah and maybe you know even lying about oh but he's abusing me and it's maybe even not even true and they don't say oh god now she's getting emotional but with death, you hear those comments and it's, not
0: nice, you cry. know I wasn't allowed to cry. They made Lila doesn't Lila doesn't cry now because they said I was crying too much when I was going yeah. through it all. And now now she just doesn't cry full stop. So uh, whether I was too emotional, I mean I cried I cried when I went to a school the other week, I cried all the time. But that's just how I am. That's why I'm <laughs> happy, There's joy, I'm proud of you. Do you know what I mean? But um I think I think I managed so, to this is, is, I managed to mediate between people and get the contact sorted. The, the, my client said again and then sorting out, um, getting, on, getting on with the mum's new boyfriend, Kath has come in, and then move it all backwards, and move it, take away all contact because he has like a driving conviction from like 10 years ago or something like that, which is totally not relevant in my view to parenting the child because he's not driving the car, what we'd set up didn't need it, wasn't needed and still they stop contact, you know, that that's another example of where you could say that these things, and that's why people are angry, that's why people are aggrieved, that's because he waited like nine months to get into court, and then we would sorted that out ourselves, and then they get to gets moved backwards, so that's why I think people have got these demonised view because the people it's like it's like retail. Yeah. People are going to say bad things about bad experiences more than they're going to say about good experiences. Yeah. But everyone says to me, oh, Jason, you only seem to have good good things." I'm, no, I have loads of things that don't go right. Yeah, we just don't shout about them as much because we need to talk about the positive ones because there's, there are positive things that do happen in family courts. I do. There is. There's loads.
1: I mean, one one um, analogy that I'd I'd heard over, I heard it it was given to me over the last uh, few years. um, Different scenario, but I find it's quite helpful. Is like, you know, we're we're informed. Our our perception is informed by our local experience. So, if you think about things on a local level, then a corporate level, and then a a global level, um, you know, like a like a. You know, uh, them Russian dolls, you've got a small one. Yeah. On yeah. one yeah. If you and so, if you, if you think of the Russian doll as like the, um, the local level, your personal experience with things. And then outside of that, you've got a corporate level. So, this is everyone mm-hmm. else's experience of things. So, yeah. when you get to that point, what you find is people's experiences differ slightly. But yet we're still informed by our own experience, even at that level. So we would maintain our own. Well, this is my experience, and this is the the, the place i the position I'm going to take. And then when you go a bit bigger, you've got the uh, the you know the more sort of global level where um, things look very different again. Um, yeah. But we don't often see behind the scenes of that. Yeah. Um, it's like, for example, if I was to say you know that the, the lord of the rings was a film about a fellow of a ring which would be true strictly true but it's not yeah. really simply what the story is about you yeah. need a bigger picture and once we have that bigger picture and start to look back on on a local level from that out of perspective things look very different and we start to behave yeah. very differently and this is what i found when i when i sort of um you know particularly understood the family court system a bit better and partic- and particularly with um regards to to sort of understanding the legal system and the historical uh, basis of how the legal system's changed and developed over the years and the, the truth is that the legal system is only as good as we as a society can make it and challenge it and and and, and seek to 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 make things better yeah. and the thing is you know parental alienation is a fairly new term um yeah I mean, ultimately, it, 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 it simply falls under the category of domestic abuse. But because, the, again, the threshold is so high to prove beyond reasonable doubt, it remains in the family court level and it doesn't get escalated to the, the criminal justice level. Um, and so what we're really trying to do is say, look, there's some legitimacy here to, to parental alienation being um, on par with domestic abuse in, in its own right. Um, because it's underpinned by so many so many parallels that take place in domestic abuse um, and so again come come I've, I've sort of gone around in a bit of a circle there the point i was making oh it's was,
2: fine wonderful yeah,
1: so, so so the point i was making was on you know when you see things on a global level rather than simply yeah. on a on a local level um it, it really helps to to re and, and get your thinking correct when you're approaching different things and, and making your opinions about different people in the in the court system and um i'll give an example um so with the uh with the legal aid for example it was a a comment that i replied on earlier on the thread um and someone was talking about how legal aid you know they they just want to you know get you know make as much money as they can so they want to keep us in the system having these battles actually the legal aid lawyers are the the worst paid lawyers of all the lawyers And so the problem that you have is legal aid is so small. There was many, many cutbacks uh, to legal aid um, over the last uh, 15, 20 years. Um, where particularly when we had sort of a so when you get the asylum seekers and things like this coming over, the first thing you get the special interest groups that say, well, they're get they're taking up all our taxpayers' money because they're using the legal aid system, and so everyone gets in an uproar and says, right, well, we're going to vote against the you know having the legal aid cutbacks, but the, well, that affects everyone. And actually, when you look at the cases of these people that, that where they've needed legal aid, it's been perfectly legitimate. So what's happening is that the, the legal aid system has been eroded time and time and time again, same as we're seeing with the NHS system and things like this. It yeah. slowly gets eroded. But the, 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 the point that I was, I was making was with the legal aid system and the, the, the criminal barristers and the lawyers that are operating on a legal aid basis, the funds that they're given to pay them are so small. And bear in mind, a lot of these guys have got families back home. They're living in tiny little flats, just trying to get by. So as soon as that legal aid money runs out, They've still got families to feed, so they yeah. need the next case before... You know, they need your case to end as quickly as possible, so they need an agreement between both parties. So their interest should is be. to get yeah. an agreement. The court's interest is to get an agreement. Your interest, really, is to get an agreement. But, yeah. but the only difference between your interest in getting an agreement and everyone else's interest in getting an agreement is the fact that you will factor in aspects of this case that they will not. So, for example, if you've got a case where um, you've got the children at the centre of this case, uh, that court is going to be concerned with those children and those children alone. They don't care if you've got stepchildren and other children that live at home with you. And that they're going to be impacted and that they're going to be affected. They're only concerned with what's here. So yes, everyone's on the same page because they want to get an agreement, but the burden is on you to address the other factors that the court will not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I love talking to you. I think I think I think you really I think you talk a lot of sense. I think you talk I think it's really in your articulate really well. I think I think when you're saying about the different levels when you're going up, yeah. I think I've started studying, I've studied my BA Honours in law, and I wouldn't be doing that if I hadn't gone through the crap that i have gone through. So I'm really grateful for all the shit. And I'm, you know, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I love the bad shit that happens because you're learning from it all. But I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have said that 15 years ago. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't have been meditating 15 years ago. I wouldn't be who uh-huh. I am. So, but the thing is, I, I, I don't, I, I, as I've, I'm coming out with these messages with people. Everyone thinks I'm a bit crazy or whatever, or whatever but I'm like, no, because I'm, I'm looking at it from a different, so what you're saying, I'm, I'm seeing it from a different angle. So I'm saying the knowledge, the knowledge and the experience you get in you're, you're seeing it from that higher level again, and you can see. I can see. I know for a fact judges want kids when it's safe to be with both mum and dad. They will keep. Um, this If the conflict is really high, then they will separate. There'll they'll be a longer gap between the hearings. Don't be wrong. COVID has not helped. but that's generally what will happen as well. And that's because of the conflict between the parents is impacting the children. And like you say, they don't give a damn about anything else. They just want. They, they don't care for the children outside of. Your stepchildren, you don't care about that. I only, only care for what's that, what's in, in court. And I think it, it's you know, it's speaking to to, to you earlier is is it's good. It's good. I, I'm just going to keep banging the drum for the message I'm giving out there. And you, I, I think people should be grateful that they're going through family court. I think they should be grateful that they're going through because it's hurt, it's painful. Pain is good. Pain, like emotional pain, I think makes you stronger. Don't get me wrong. People are all different. I respect that. But I think. Um, for me, if you get through it, and if you can get through it without suicide, without cleaning yourself, and I've been suicidal, I've been there, you know, and, and if you can get through it, you're actually going to be invincible afterwards because life is in slow motion afterwards, especially if you've not got the knowledge. I went into this blind, I went into this totally blind, not knowing with files for justice leading me and not knowing Scooby Doo about nothing, like literally thinking my non mole, yeah. And they must have been telling me all the way through that normalization. I've said this before, they must have been telling me, you need to submit a steal on every every court hearing. I can't see my daughter, I can't see my daughter. And they must have been saying to me, you need to just submit a C-100. I didn't go and submit a C-100. That, but they were telling me. I didn't do it, though. They And I, th- I was thinking about this a lot. I, they must have been telling me, because I see the judges, and I hear the judges all over the country say similar things. They must have a script at certain points in these cases, where they say similar sort of stuff to the same type of parents going through the same stuff. People, what, what people forget is when they're putting these allegations in against each other, there's a basic level of care that children need to be had. Yeah, And what you know, people need to understand that they've got now they're separated. They're going to be picking holes in the other person's parenting or, or their standards and whatnot. But if if the professionals, if if CAFS or if social services see no problem with it, you you making a problem out of it is going to put you on the back foot because it's going to make you look like a jealous, controlling partner who's making allegations up to to for, to, for your own self. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you, you should always put your concerns. Exactly. In, but, but exactly. The, getting, uh, the amount of times I've got men who I mean, I was encouraged. To, I was encouraged. Yeah and I would not recommend anyone doing it, to do safeguarding checks. Anytime you don't see your child, just do a safeguarding check. Anytime, uh, you know, child welfare check. I did, I did loads of them by, on, on, on instruction from Fathers from of Justice. They, they end up, the professionals end up not trusting you because they're only saying, you, they're, saying they're saying you're attacking this form of abuse by getting people to go and check when there's nothing wrong with them, when there's nothing wrong with your child. And that, again, you know, gets used against you. So that's, you need to... Be, well, because no. we're so emotional. That's,
1: that's interesting. I mean, that, that's interesting to me. I've never heard that. Um, it's really helpful oh. to hear. Um, what what um, strikes me is on the flip side of that, with, when it comes to malicious allegations, um, you know, they, they tend to happen. Once they start, they just keep going. And yet it doesn't appear, from my own experience, that they recognise that as being domestic abuse in the same way that they would recognize <laughs> as you've expressed.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I mean I've got cases, I've got, we get to the end of the cases where the judges, we, we pull out this, you can't hide from the fact, it's all over the CAFCAS reports, but there's the, 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 alienation, there's alienating behaviors going on, it's fierce, the child isn't having the same relationship as they had 18 months ago because of what's happening, but the child is 13, 14 years old or 12 to 12 years old. By this point now, when you're going into court with the children that age, the, the the courts will say they don't want to see the child. The child doesn't want to see dad. Then the child doesn't have to see dad, and and they don't force in the same way the child they, they encourage the child to go to school or go to the dentist. They won't encourage a child of that age to um, in, enforce the relationship with dad.
2: No, for, but they will the enforce they will enforce child support payments, but they don't enforce visitation, even if it's court ordered. That happens all the time. And I think it's very important what what you said a moment ago. Um, I'm not the legal expert. So when I have my clients and they say, oh, but what what do you think should be my strategy? Then I point them to the person here in the UK. It would be Jason in America. I have two guys that I refer people to that are experts in how to know what makes sense for them legally Mm -hmm. to do or not, what they can do alone, what they need a lawyer for. They're excellent. For example, Alan Donovan from Montana, or James Christensen in Washington State, who works all around the country, incredible guy, and he actually mops the floor constantly with lawyers who have up to 40 years experience. And he has a better strategy for his clients, although he's not a lawyer, because he's done it for 20 years. He knows how the things work, what they look at, what are the terms when you need to give in some document, how it works in the other state. and He also always tells his clients, like, look, you have to see how what you do comes across with the professionals that need to check certain boxes. You need to understand that they're probably not even trained in alienating behaviors, if you want to call it that. A lot of them are biased. A lot of social workers are women that maybe have a problem with men or have a father wound like me that maybe even grew up only with a mother and are heavily biased. You never know. What ideology that person has? How you will come across?
1: So in the in the UK at so, the moment, there's an ongoing um, ongoing discussion with the uh, the highest authority of the family courts at the moment, Sir Andrew McFarlane. He mm-hmm. is the uh, I think he's called the Chief Justice or something like that. I can't remember the term, mm-hmm. uh, but he, he, he basically presides over you know the, the direction that the family courts going in. There's a big discussion at the moment about. Um, whether or not professionals should accept cases um, where they don't have the proper credible training to support making those determinations. Um, It's something that I've experienced and something that I've seen on on both sides, where um, on the one hand, uh, the the case that they're discussing at the moment was um, uh, where a mother had her children taken on the basis of, parental alienation and yet the professional didn't have training and so one danger is obviously children can be removed you know citing parental alienation when it's not the case on the flip side um, there's professionals coming on board uh, that haven't expressed their uh, distaste of the term parental alienation as in a recent hearing that I had um so they hadn't expressed that and yet they they took on the case uh, where ordered to determine parental relation, and yet uh, made it quite clear that 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 wasn't within their remit.
2: Yeah I mean it is is a very difficult one because on one hand you need certain professionals to have at least some kind of training so they know what they're doing so to speak. Mm -hmm. I think you cannot avoid having the bad apples were just either bad at their job because you can't find very good ones very bad ones that is still the same in every field um but i think uh the 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 whole spectrum of so-called and i say so-called professionals because you have people in germany assessing a case where children are involved even if it's a simple divorce or a custody case where this lady gets sent to your house to meet your kid, to talk to your kid for 15 minutes, then they talk to you, then they go to the other, and make an assessment like, oh, the child is properly being cared for, or the child said this and that to me with mom present. These people get a few hours of training and mm-hmm. judges listen to them a lot. You have the guardian ad litem uh, figure in the, US, in the US, some of them get one hour training To then go and talk to a child 20 minutes and then tell a judge what their impression is. And they often listen to these people a lot. And if you are like me, I've talked to dads who had a 24-year-old social worker who actually was brainless, no experience. And And they tell them things like, oh, well, just give up on your kids and I'll make sure you don't have to pay child support. When actually it was the mother keeping the kids by her house the kids were begging the psychologist to please give them antidepressants because they were having a really bad time and nobody wanted to look into it because <clears> the mother raised the false allegation that the man had been violent and he was like, what? I've been divorced for 10 years. I've always co-parented very well. Now I want something from her. Now she does this. And then you have this brainless 24-year-old that has no life experience, no, not a lot of professional experience, and tell the dad to just back off. Have never heard of much of anything, so you really need to train people at least a bit in the direction they're supposed to work in.
1: Yeah. And you also
2: have mediators who are very incompetent. I think this is why um, therapy not it's working.
1: Why it's, it's why it's really important, I think, and where you know, I, I mean, it's it's been uh, it's been well stated by most people, but why it's really important to keep records of everything. So that, yeah. you know, when you're taking these records, dates, times. Uh, the event that took place, you know, everything all in detail. I was fortunate enough to do that um, from the moment that we separated. Um, So I've got an accurate historical record of six years' worth of of records. So when it came to a fact find, um, I I was, you know, pretty well equipped in that sense and was able to address all those aspects and, you know, came out, you know, uh, felt, you know, as best as you can in the family court to feel like i had my day in court and, and was heard um but it is really important to to keep records i can't stress that enough If the, i think if there's anything yeah. that I, I would want anyone to take away from any of these talks is it, it really is keep records and everything dates, I times, that. dates yeah many.
2: i say that to my clients all the time if that woman sneezes you need to know or or a mom i also coach moms sometimes and i also tell them you need to keep records of everything you can. And if you only communicate via email, it's not bad. You always have a date there, a time there, you know, just, just I, keep I it all
0: there. The, I think the problem is though, right? You are saying about the training people and shit. I'm like, even if you train people, it's, it's if someone's opinion, it's someone's perspective, it's not going to be, how do you, you can't say one rule fits all because it's family. That's why it's private because mm-hmm. although you see similarities in all of these cases, they're never the same. Because the dynamics of the families are different. Yeah. So because of that, and then you're going to have someone who's got who may may misinterpret me in a 45 minute phone call as being overly aggressive or whatever, but I'm not. I'm just talking. And then mm-hmm. and then give, have that opinion and then go and write a report on it. there's there there needs to be a way of consistently like same level playing field across everything. So there is some sort of consistency there, but it's difficult. I can't see how they would do it. But knowing well, that. There's-
1: when, um, well, when professionals submit their reports, you have a 10-day window, and this isn't information that's freely given, so take note of this if you don't know it, but there's a 10-day window when professionals submit their reports that you can challenge what they've written. Um, that's not to say that you can't challenge it at a later date, but within that 10-day window... It's um, if now. The, yeah, if the professional hasn't done anything unlawful or I- illegal, um, then you've got not that 10 day window. Sorry, say again.
0: Is anything that's not factual, anything that's not factual. So
1: if there's any, yeah, anything that you want to challenge, you've got that 10 yeah. day window to address yeah. it and account yeah. for and it. Gives, it gives you the opportunity to give account for, for circumstances. I mean, you can do it later as well, but that 10 day window is particularly important. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've had it where uh, a, a professional, um, had, had uh, it, it just made a right mess of things. And um, uh, not only did he get a whole host of things completely inaccurately wrong, um, he stated things in the report that had taken place which quite clearly hadn't. There was no account in the report and then he obviously signed his name to it. So, you know, straight away that's liable for, um, for complaint and, and appeal. So it, it cannot be relied upon. So there's there's different things that you can you can address throughout it. Um, first of all, you've got that 10 day window. Following that, if there are more serious things that they've got wrong, um, there is uh, you know a liability there for complaint and appeal, um, and you know to simply state your case that that you know it, it cannot and should not be relied upon. Yeah.
0: I always recommend that. That's, that's always very good information. Avoid... Sorry?
2: No, I say that, that it is indeed very good information. I bet there is a few people who are going to listen maybe saying, afterwards I, saying, oh my God, I didn't know I could do that. I still have a day there or I can't, you know, in person,
0: tell it. My, As a little in person, my, um, you need to take advantage of whatever you can. And if yeah. there's, even if it's not court ordered, that you need to put a response into your section seven or whatever it might be or uh, a, um, a, safe, a safeguarding report or initial safeguarding report, put a statement in and... Put your feelings and thoughts down and your concerns on there and give it to the court and then you know let to go in person and let the court read it and if they want to throw it out then throw it out but they've read it by that point and then you're going to get to talk about it in court anyway because at least you've got notes there because you but that's really important like i say challenge challenge the reports definitely always if you're if you're, if you're if you're i think if you're not um, with them. I, I wanted fair to fair oh sorry <laughs> i just, I just wanted
2: say, to pick up pick up on something you had said um yeah. about the, the the training that it's And it's the same for me. Every family dynamic can be so different. That's why I often have to customize the help I give to my clients because they all have a different way of learning, different personality, different background, different whatever. Um, But at least something, I mean, there are a lot of common patterns. Like for example, kids who are old enough to remember things right, to explain, to to answer to questions. If they always keep saying, to the question why don't you want to see your dad or your mom and they always say uh i don't know my dad said i should be afraid of my mom why i don't know kids that always say i don't know when asked but don't want to go when visitation takes place that should for example be a box yeah. to chance to check that something strange is happening because kids don't reject the parent they had a normal relationship with for 10 years they don't start saying now for nothing like out of the blue I don't want to go and if asked why, I don't know, or because they told mm-hmm. me he's dangerous. Yeah, but you know, no. Did he ever do something? No. no but I don't it, want to it, go. So there there, there is a few things that are so basic, yeah, that everyone who's dealt with multiple people or talked to multiple alienated kids can see. So the cases where of course you're still gonna have cases where it's not that easy to, to spot, or where maybe that the the parent really has done something that the kid couldn't deal with, and that's why they say I don't want to go. But even little children, you know, people that are married for eight years, everything is good. And then suddenly, you know, when it's about the money or something, oh, Mm -hmm. no, now your kids don't want to go. That should always be a red flag. And sometimes the so-called professionals don't even want to see that just because the kid is 11. And oh, but your kid knows where. No, it doesn't know anything. It's an 11 year old.
1: I think what you find as well is if you have the opportunity to speak to any safeguarding professionals on the basis of when children reject uh, parents, um, it's completely out of context, firstly, for, uh, for, for any child and, you know, for, for, for any circumstance. But when you speak to safeguarding leads and safeguarding professionals, they will tell you that even a child that has been abused on this, under the, the most serious of terms still does not reject the parent.
2: Yeah, that's true. Is- but of course, if even abused children often don't reject parents, a chill child where you actually couldn't find any abuse who rejects a parent, that should raise a, a red flag that yes, something should. else is happening that's not normal because that's a kid should. where it's, that's what I mean. And sometimes they don't even think outside the box to see that. Or you have three siblings and one of them never wants to go. The other ones go and nobody wants to see the fact well, that is, mom is only is where, manipulating one, you know, to always have one.
1: This is where professionals have such limited time and such limited funds yeah. to go, on, is, it's yeah. the absence of professional curiosity.
2: Yeah, I, I strongly believe that too. They have a limited window where they can do their job, and then they have so many papers lying on mm-hmm. their desk. And it's very difficult. And I have heard from so from from um, people in the Jugendamt in in Germany. The Jugendamt is like the institution that is supposed to be there for the safety of minors, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of power in court also. And I mean that they, they listen to them quite a lot and to their um, to so their uh, judgment or perfect. recommendations. Um, yeah, well, but they are not only there when conflicts happen they are also there to give advice when people say oh i'm separating and i just need some advice of how to manage my kids better or i need help i'm a single mom so they have like a series of things that they do that are very positive i think but also I'm just, um, they
1: i'm just conscious sorry sorry to, sorry to no, cut but i, but but I want to say is, time, so i'm gonna have to jump oh, off I'm in sorry, a I'm sorry. i i'm sorry but
2: but what i what i've heard them say is uh, mrs so-and-so if there is no blood, we can do anything because they don't have time.
0: Cool. So, Elliot, you're going to jump off. You're going to jump off, yeah? You're going to jump off. But thank you. Thank you for, um, thank you for uh, spending the hour doing this, mate. I, I really, really, I, watching that, I really, really valued it. And listening to you talk, I really valued that as well. So, thank you. Thank you so much. interesting. Lot, a
1: lot. And there's one one last thing that i'll I'll leave you with that that for me, I think is one of the most important things uh, that we all face. It's not in the the legal re- realm of things necessarily. it's it's simply on a personal level. Um And I would say that uh, we're not designed to separate. When you have broken families, when when families are torn apart, if you imagine two bits of paper glued together, when we marry we're we're becoming one when we have children that's a product of that becoming one when you glue two pieces of paper together and then tear them apart it never looks the same and it cannot look the same so we cannot expect our own favor Mm. to come out of these court circumstances just i would say to 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 everyone you know going into it just just really do remember that it's a broken situation and just make the best of, of what you can poetry yeah, man totally. that's, poetry. Yeah.
0: that's that's yeah. poetry thank you thank you thank you for that yeah. you. all right take well, care all the best yeah
1: Cheers, see yeah. you mate take
0: care bye, bye. bye. well that he's cool thank man I like him. he's cool i like him
2: yeah man. he's cool i i so, like him too yeah. he's very likable very likable kind of person
0: i wonder where dan's gone i wonder where dan's gone dan was going to come on he's going to like he, he paid me up. i sent him a link to get in and i said you're going to he said oh you like you Brave, you're brave. He says, What are you brave? Why? He said, I totally disagree with him. I thought it was going to come on and we we're going to have a debate, but no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. but i tell you what I wanted to say that I didn't say, right? The time frame, the, the length of time that it takes to get through court. I know it's COVID and shit, but if they could condense everything down to being like in a month or a week, that'd make it. Better. Oh,
2: yeah, of course, of course. Otherwise, yeah. it's, a, it, it's a real nightmare. Um, look, we should, we should, uh, I don't know. Maybe oh, I'm still struggling to do all the things myself in my business. So soon I'll really need to see to getting even more paying clients because I need to hire somebody to do certain stuff. I want to I'm going to advertise more. I'm going to advertise it on the group also on, on Father's Rights UK, if it's still called that. Yeah, it is. Right. But I'm not much on Facebook. Um, yeah. I am I am doing a series of free Q and A's. I sometimes invite a very great guest and I always give these things to my email subscribe. you know, to my newsletter mm-hmm. subscribers so they can jump on it and register quickly and be there. So I will advertise that in case there is people who really need that kind of stuff and or can just ask questions in a QA only with me for an hour. It can always be a good thing to do. And I yes, think please. um We do something that is so special that some fathers actually hesitate to buy something from us because they sometimes think, oh, but will they be able to help me? Or, oh, but I'm not like this, Do you think for me this will apply? And I think sometimes they just need to hear us more, to take something more and to say, okay, I think I should definitely, you know, pick the program or or the helping pack or whatever they they have. So I'm gonna do more free stuff. And I'm going to advertise it there, too. So they just need to subscribe. I email people once or twice a week, which is not really a lot. I don't harass people. Mm-hmm. So some might be interested in doing that.
0: Okay. I've got a plan, but I'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay, cool. I've got an idea for that. But um, 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 I don't know if you want to go or not, or what your situation is. But um, what was I going to say? I Are to we say, still live?
2: Are I, we still I know, live?
0: We're still alive? Yeah, we're still live. Yeah, oh, you
2: get out. Get out. No, that's no, 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 we're still going. That wasn't to be we're in the life live anymore.
0: Yeah, it's good job you didn't, yeah, your, you, didn't um, you know, Oh, but start, that's not um,
2: good. That wasn't was, meant for anybody to see. No, it's oh, bad. We're still
0: alive. We're still live.
2: Yeah, but we shouldn't. We should offer okay. I don't know. I didn't realize. Why didn't you cut it?
0: That's bad. Doesn't matter. Doesn't like, matter. I'm,
2: people, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, share I'm, that so people can subscribe to my newsletter and you guys yeah. can be invited to all the yes. events I do that are yes. for you guys to ask questions, to get information, to see what my work is about, because some fathers take seven months to book a consultation, and then they say, well, I could actually have contacted you 10 months ago, but I was too shy, or I thought I wasn't gonna be able to afford it. And then they say, oh my God, a full session with her isn't even that expensive. Why didn't I do that? So sometimes, you know, we create so much free content all the time. We're in social media. We're out there so you guys can take the rope that we, you know, that we throw. So sometimes we, we forget that you don't really know in detail what we do. That you maybe never have talked to anybody who has been a client of ours. You don't know what to expect. People are always, so that, people, are
0: always yeah. people are always people always Some of the things I say to people, you know, they, they must be always that people are always like, well, "Really, really? Are you you sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, just do it and see. Just watch and see. Do exactly. it. And then they Do it." And they're like, "Oh, well, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah."
2: Yeah. See? So, guys, so, that's why also people sometimes say, "Oh, but why don't you do even more for free?" And I say, people like us do a lot for free and we need to make money to keep the machinery going to be able to be out there and do more stuff that is including a lot of people so Mm -hmm. that's why it's normal that we charge for our services and if we say things like i just said like oh I need even more paying clients to be able to hire somebody. Is that, what you said?
0: Is that what you said? We need,
2: yeah, I said it. But actually, we need that because once you have a big newsletter, you communicate with these people, you organize, what good guests can I get who are willing to come to speak to help these you people? Rather, you know, you need to organize that. Then you need to do, I'm, to work with your clients. I you need now. to you know, you um, need to do I've all that. Done. Then you need to check. You need to check all the stuff that is pure business you stuff. See. You maybe you have an see. accountant, you know. So you need. We need to make money, like everyone else, we, to keep this see. thing going.
0: Stop going out of money. Stop going about money. Stop going about money. 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 Look, you, you should. You should see. You should see how much um, stuff I've done. Right. So I've got this like online. I've i creating this online training thing, right? That you can do side by side when you're through your course. When you're going through the course. So you're going to learn about the bits as, you, as you're going through them, and because everyone yeah. learns differently, so running that, so literally, that's taking that's taking me ages to do it, but it's it's worth doing it because the people who are doing it, some people like some people, it's below them because they're not they they, they knew it all already, but some people mm. they don't know it, and that's who it's aimed for. So it's like, and every time exactly uh, every time we find something that doesn't happen or we've not got it in the in the training, we can just add it in there, and the next person can learn from it. I think yeah. that was yeah, so yeah. So, I, so- I, I did keep live because I did, I did keep live because. I had something really sarcastic and silly to say, but I can't remember what it was now. So, but I can't. So I'm, I'm just. I can't remember what it was. Fuck. It's so irritating. I hate it when that happens. But, but, but you know, age, age, old age. And do what's happened since 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 my leg break. Since my leg break, yeah.
2: Oh, but yeah. Literally,
0: I'm, I've literally been so much more organised.
2: Yeah, you see, because you have a need suddenly to be very organised.
0: But well, I can't It takes me four hours to do anything. That's why.
2: Yeah. But that's it. And sometimes I, we went
0: on, I told you, our... I you I went on a sort of date thing the other night.
2: Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. And how did yeah. it go?
0: Well, she's a nice enough woman. She's nice enough. Nice enough. Like, well, yeah. But
2: that's not enough. You know
0: nah, that, it wasn't right? Enough. Literally, <laughs> when, when, when it was like, when she was like, well, you don't have to hate all women. I don't, I don't hate women. I just don't just don't want to get into a relationship. I don't trust you. I don't. I mean, why would I want to get into a relationship with anyone? I literally, I don't need anyone. I've got a broken leg. I'm getting through life. Yeah, I fucking lost this and I I'm getting through. There's no problem. I don't need a woman. I don't fucking need anyone. But no, but you should never. I was meant to um, call her about, or send her a voice note, but I've just been so busy. I've yeah. been so busy. I've just not had a chance to do it.
2: No, but actually, you, don't, you never should date anybody because you need a woman. You should want a woman because she's a plus to your life. Needing one is never good.
0: I could do with a hug every now and then, but I've, I've even got over that now. I have even got over needing a hug every now and then, like I'm feeling sorry for myself. I don't even need that. I just go to the mirror. I go to the mirror in the, in the, in the bathroom. I look at myself and I have a yeah. word with myself. And I say how brilliant I am, not in a narcissistic way. But, but in a, that's in what everybody
2: day. should do. Yeah, you, you have to be able to do that for yourself. And, and, you know, a few minutes ago you said, oh, stop talking about money. Sometimes we have to address it because you really – you really Mate, will see people say
0: I know, I, mean, say, I, I, I know I, I know. I but, but, I got, but I got, listen, but
2: listen to I, this. I got
0: scammed. I tell you, I got scammed. Yeah, I got scammed. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down when I'm down of, like, course. A lot of money. I'm down like twenty yeah. So I'm not But the but the yeah.
2: thing is the thing is sometimes, you know, there is only so much we can give for free. There comes a you know, you and I, we don't do this for a hobby. Well, I sort
0: of do. This
2: is this. well I mean, it's I was doing, doing, hobby, hobby. I right? doing it for a
0: hobby for eight years but I wasn't doing it for. I wasn't charging. The People wanted to give me money; they would give me money. But that's what yeah. that's why I struggled. That's where I struggled um, since turning it into a business. That I've struggled to because. But since coming out of hospital, since being, I'm a lot. I'm a lot more vigilant now. I'm a lot more like, no, this needs to be. This, this needs to be that. And uh, and I'm on point with it all a lot more. And yes yeah. you have to be because I, I I was in a I, I was in a comfortable place. I was in a comfortable place um, with yeah. everything, and. Um, yeah, got you gotta get out of the comfort yeah.
2: zone sometimes. Uh, yeah, I well,
0: know nah, I'm a comfort zone big time. I'm having to work, I'm having to work, and I'm having to not work, I'm having to literally be firm with people. I, and I hate it because I don't I, I'm subconsciously I'm like, I don't wanna be I don't want to be because I, I was doing it for free, but now I'm like, I've got to be because it's it, it's gotta be done. It's gotta be done because look, I'm not being panic yeah. Don't I undervalue mean, look, what we do. Literally don't look, undervalue I have... the amount of people, the amount of people I've sorted out, I've managed to get through stuff that they didn't think they'd get through, get them through it that they didn't think they'd get through it all, and they have been stronger and better at the end of it all. It's been, you know, that that for me, money couldn't buy that. Money couldn't pay for that shit. And that's the satisfaction, don't get me wrong. I
2: mean, I've had had clients who who first were hesitant, like, oh, but I just lost 50K with a lawyer who didn't really help me. I say, well, now, okay, so if my program is way less than that, and it's gonna teach you stuff, you're going to be able to use for the rest of your life i mean you can't you can't even uh value that in money and then once they all say right. well okay i'm going to give it a try then they do it and once they finish they say you were right all the positives i got from the work with you it's an investment in me not in right. you because i'm going to be able to thrive with this and to apply it to everything so really yeah i would have paid you even double if they would have known that's the benefit, that people often don't know. Or they will keep paying a lawyer or a lousy accountant, but then they are late in paying us. And it's like, look, I also have to live from something, not just these people. Like, why will you pay them? But, you you know, you will never delay your payments with a lawyer, but you do it to me because maybe I'm friendlier or you're not scared of me enough to actually pay on time, you know? And this is not my hobby. This is what I do. And, you know, you usually... Usually I don't have big problems with that, but I think it is a like a stigma that sometimes because you do something that is also compassionate and helping, they always have this image in their head that it should be something you do like like you it's not lucrative, you know, you just do it for the compassion. And it's like no, you always pay for the value you get one way or another. I also pay to my business coach a lot, so I learn how to set up things better. And well, how you to me,
0: scale things me a lot. in you the taught future me a lot. You, you've taught me a lot you've taught me a lot in terms of understand the value of what i've got yeah the value oh, of the knowledge i have yeah yeah you taught me that and because yeah, no yeah, away, no we sometimes don't
2: see it we sometimes don't see it ourselves because that's what we do
0: but yeah this is it this is it so i mean i, I just yeah so i i've literally I, people shouldn't i shouldn't undervalue I, you know people shouldn't undervalue anything they've got any any knowledge because, you know, I can't swim. I, I can't swim. doesn't mean I'm silly, but someone can teach me to swim. Oh, no, yeah. I should be never undervalued, never be undervalued yourself, respect yourself, love yourself, and love everyone else around you. Um, I'm going to go because I've just seen something I need yes. to deal with, um, but I will um, I will speak to you soon, my lovely, and I will. Um, yes, we will. Are you at Dubai? Where's, it, where's the World Cup? Are you anywhere next to the World Cup?
2: No, no, no. I'm in Central America. I'm not in the Middle East.
0: Right, fine. Right. The you World Cup like is streaming. in
2: Qatar. That's in the Middle East. You look like
0: you're in – you look like whoa, – whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a minute. Okay, I need to go, darling. I need to go because I'm seeing stuff. from. Okay, like, bye. bye. See I you soon. You. I love you. Bye-bye. 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 See you soon. Love you. Bye-bye. I love you. Love you. Love you. Bye.